Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast. My name is Scott Howell, your fearless host and leader, insurance agency owner and insurance evangelist for I Protect Insurance and Financial Services, based out of Huntsville, Alabama. And before we get started on today's episode, please help me welcome, he is a six foot three sophomore from Sarah Land, Alabama, parade first team All-American, rivals five-star recruit. He is a fantastic insurance agent and the agency owner of Portal Insurance in Mobile, Alabama. Please stand and welcome the incomparable Mr. Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley? You know, yesterday when you said that, I said I've never been better, and about five minutes later, my kid threw up at school. All of our equipment yes. screwed up, and yes. we had to basically cancel the whole day. So yeah, I'm got doing you. fair. I got you. I got you. Yeah, we don't want to oversell this, and then your house catch on fire, and you have to leave. I don't want to file that claim. <laughs> So uh, we're having Bring Your Child to Podcast Day here That's at the right. old Insurance right. Guys podcast. And just grace of God, my wife's here, so she's keeping her entertained right I'm now. Not having to look out there every 30 seconds. I, I think we're building some sort of house or condo uh, at the table that Those they're at. two right. very artistic people sitting yes. together right there. Yes, yeah. they are. Yes, yeah, she uh, got had a little cold at school yesterday. Wasn't contagious or anything, but got sick and... They have a rule that they can't uh, they can't go back to school for 24 hours. So yeah. she's with dad today. I understand, so. guys. We are blessed and humbled to be with you today. We're in Mobile, Alabama. We have a fantastic podcast guest on the show today. As I say every single time we come on here, our mission is to do one thing and one thing only. That is to help you agents grow your business, learn about new technologies and new things that are out there, or the way people are doing things to utilize that technology to be a better agency, to be a more efficient agency, which my goodness gracious, I could use that at my office. So I'm excited to have our podcast guest on today. We're going to talk a a little bit about automation. We're going to talk about technology. We're going to talk about what's helped them grow their agency this year and other years. And uh, I'm just proud and excited to have him on. You know, just talking to him briefly, I can tell he's a brother from another mother. So let me get this thing going here. Guys, he grew up in Durham, North Carolina. He currently lives in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and he has a beautiful wife named Melinda. They have three beautiful babies, Carly, Peyton, and Cooper. He is a graduate of Appalachian State University with a degree in finance, and in 2002, he started his insurance career at the North Carolina Farm Bureau. He currently is the CEO and founder of All Choice Insurance. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my profound honor to bring on to the Insurance Guys podcast today the incomparable Mr. Jack Wingate. How are you, Jack? I am doing fan-super-tastic, guys. I am proud to have you on here, brother. means a lot. Before you get started, let me do this because my daughter's going to listen to this okay. and I'll be in trouble. Okay. It's Kaylee. Oh, I screwed it up. <laughs> Dang it, man. That's all right. First yeah, time. No one, no one, I, hey, that is the first time I've ever screwed up a kid's name. I am so Kaylee, <laughs> I am so sorry, baby, that I've screwed up your name. I apologize. I know she's your uh, – I know a lot more about her than she knows about me, but she's your oldest. Is that correct? And she's going, is she in college now? She is a junior at North Carolina State University. Wow, that's a big deal. And, and, I'm and, freaking old. And, uh, yeah, well, me too. So so say her name for me one more time. Kaylee. Kaylee. So Kaylee. K-A-Y-L-E-E. Kaylee, when you listen to this, I want you to know how sorry I am that I mispronounced your name, baby. I, I <laughs> truly apologize for that. <laughs> But now that we've had about 45 seconds of Kaylee, hey, she's gotten a lot more time than most kids she's get on the podcast. So. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, so Jack, Jack, let's talk a little bit about insurance for a little while here. We've got a lot to cover today, but before we get to all that, I need you to do me a big favor. Climb in the passenger seat of my DeLorean today, and let's go down the road back in time, and let's, let's, let's go from when you came out of college and got into the insurance business and bring us up to today. Yeah, so, you know, interesting story with, uh, I went to school at Appalachian and, and had a double major there, finance, and I picked up risk management and insurance because it literally, I think, was two extra classes. Right. Never in a million freaking years would I have ever wanted to be an insurance agent. Mm-hmm. Had, a, had a fraternity brother who was a lifelong uh, North Carolina Farm Bureau person, so uh, once I got out of college, I moved to Winston-Salem, 
did some, you know, odd jobs, let's just call mm. it, uh, up until then. And honestly, let my auto insurance lapse when I was uh, just, you know, being a young, dumb kid and stopped by his office. And he, he said, hey, what's going on? What are you doing these days? Told him, he said, man, you should really call this guy over here. It's my brother-in-law. He works for Farm Bureau. Mm -hmm. I called him and daggum it. I've been in insurance ever since. Mm. So, yeah. And um, tell me tell me started, what you did in 02 with, with North Carolina Farm Bureau. I'm interested in that. Yeah. So, you know, in North Carolina, uh, Farm Bureau is huge. I mean, there are you know, 100 offices. I think there's an office in every county, multiple offices. The, the Farm Bureau model is go out, write personal lines, and write a, a, a ton of life insurance. Mm -hmm. They're a great company. I don't want to give you know any bad impression out there. They're mm -hmm. a great company, but you will always be mm -hmm. under their thumb. And I'm, man, I can't have people telling me what to do. I'm just right. not built Sounds that way. Um, so you know, after about after about two years, I was I do had done really well. You know, won all their trips that they throw out there, and I said, you know, it's it's time for me to poop or get off the pot. Right, and. Um, and it really happened, oddly enough, my largest client got a 20% rate increase, mm. and he stayed with me because he liked me. Right. But I said, you know what, that's not really fair. Right. And so at that point in time, it kind of began the, the all-choice experiment. experiment. Mm. And so, mm. yeah, we after about two years, I uh, took the leap and started an agency, had zero premium, had mm. zero dollars, mm. and to this day, I'm thankful to the good Lord that we're able to be here today. As Seth Sarimba says, less than scratch. Less than scratch. I yeah. love it. Yes. You got that non-compete, no you're Bill less than scratch. Hate. Yeah. So first of all, I want to tell you how proud I am of you for doing that because, you know, there's not a lot of people in this world that understand how hard that was. I think Bradley and I fully and 1,000% understand how hard that was. Yep. And from where you came from to where you are today, Kaylee and the rest of your kids, hopefully one day, and if they don't, just play this podcast back for them again. Hopefully one day they will understand how proud they should be of their dad and what he accomplished there because you talk about climbing up a freaking mountain, yep. Mount Everest. You pull out there and go completely scratch with zero premium to start out. It is a five-year up-at-dawn, mind-numbing, pride-swallowing siege to get yep. to where you've gotten to today. So I'm very proud of you, man. Well, thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's one of those things, you know. You, it's such a roller coaster, you know. Oh, absolutely. Doing, you know, <laughs> you're doing it right now. <laughs> I've got, I've got uh, a lot of gray on this yeah. this oh, beard yeah. right here, you know. Yeah. And we're at the point where you know. So, but you, you know, know, but you know, the funny thing there, Bradley, uh -huh. is is this: is I look back on the career, mm -hmm. and yes, don't get me wrong, I love being able to know that I can pay bills this month, right? But my best time, like I can look mm. back fondly and go, I had nothing. And it was my wife and I and Kaylee. And all I knew was I got up in the morning, I went to work, I came home, and, you know, flip it around, do it again the next day. And there's freedom in that. Right, you know? Right. So, I mean, enjoy, enjoy the suck while it's going oh, on. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, and, and, and I look back now, I quit my job in January the 8th of 2019. And I started my agency March the 1st, and that January the 9th until February 28th, I remember being like, being, you know, yeah, 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 all right, I'm ready to go, let's go, let's go, I'm ready to go. You know, like, I was so impatient. Now I'm like, man, I would just really like for today to, to go back and do that for one more day. And, I, you know, I was working from home, I was doing a lot of networking, and set, getting things ready, you know, but I wasn't in the thick of it, you know, and now... You know, we're at a point, you know, several months back, the first three to four months we had started. Mm. In the beginning, you you know, it's a lot of fun. Mm. Or, or excuse me, in the beginning, it's scary, it's scary. Then it starts to point to where some business starts rolling in, and it gets mm. a little bit fun. And then about a month and a half, two months ago, it's like, oh, my God, we're running out of money. Right. Now I'm at <laughs> the point to where now things are, I'm starting to see the bank account go up a little bit. And right. now we're, now I'm in the phase of, this, this might actually work, you know, <laughs> and, and, you know, I've got one carrier that, uh, they pay 60 days delayed. Right. They also give you 60 days to pay a premium when you write the policy. So sometimes it's 120 days mm -hmm. before you get paid. Mm -hmm. And that just so happens to be the carrier that we write the most business with. So I get my check in the mail from them last month, and I'm like, "Yes, great!" You know, right. so it's kind of that that roller coaster of emotions, and I don't know that it ever stops. Mm -hmm. 
but I think the the hills start getting a little bit smaller, mm. you know, or either you start taking them better. Jack, I've got a I've got a very unscientific Scott Howell theory, and I, I've lived on this earth for forty seven years. There's gonna be another T shirt. No, unfortunately, I don't think it. Well, it might. I don't know. My theory is this: when you figure out what your destiny is in life, what you were put the purpose, what your purpose is on this earth, could be insurance, could be something else, and you start out from ground zero, from the very bottom, okay, and you work your way to the top or, or you're working your way towards the top of any industry or whatever career that, that you feel like your destiny is. I think, I think if you find that purpose in life and that thing that you were put on earth to do, I, I really believe that, that, that those people look back on those startup days in those first year or two or three with a lot of fond memories. And kind of like you said earlier, you know, you look back on it and you go, man, that was so much fun, man, when I first had this thing go. And I've noticed uh, with some of the largest comedians in the world, the Burt Kreischers, the, the the Tom Seguras, and the Brian Callens and those guys who they – never heard any of those people. Well, they're, they're big names. <laughs> uh, Kevin, Kevin Hart, you know, those kind of guys. Joe Rogan. That, Joe Rogan's another one. When they talk about how they got started, because they're just like insurance agents when we get started. They – when they first hit the scene, they are not making anything, like 50 bucks at an open night, right. mic night. That. You know? But they all look back on that, and they, they they say the exact same thing you did, Jack. They're like, man, I, I miss those days, man. It was, Yeah, it was hard, and we slept on people's couch, and we didn't have two nickels to rub together. But, man, I would, I'd go back there in a heartbeat, you know, compared to where they are today. So, I don't know. That's an unscientific thought of mine. Um, I – I'm very grateful, and I know you are as well, to have found a, a career that I think you and I, Jack, and Bradley is included in this as well, I think we all three feel like this was our purpose. This is what we were put here for. Would you agree with that? Oh, most definitely. I mean, I don't believe in coincidence right? at, at all. So, yeah, for me to get to where I'm at right now, Yes. I mean, yeah. I, we have, I, I'm, I'm where I need to be. I'm in the seat that I need to be on. Right, right, right. Well, let, let's, let's, give our, let's give our listening audience, the 250,000 insurance agents that are listening to this, so our goal in 2019 is to give them actionable steps. They get off the podcast. They quit listening to it. They can go right back into their agency office and implement two, three, four things to move the ball forward in 2019. So, so starting with, and I want to focus on your current agency that you're with now, All Choice Insurance, that you're the CEO of. What are some things that you're doing in your agency from a technology uh, automation standpoint to enhance the customer experience for your clients? Yeah, you know, I, I'm going to preface where I go here with, with this statement right here. Um, around my area, the 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 older guys, let's call it. Right. Um, although I'm feel like I'm there now, they look at me and some of the things I'm doing with the agency, and they literally think I'm crazy. Right. Um, because from their standpoint, I'm I'm utilizing technology, and they think that I'm just throwing technology and trying to remove the person. Sure. But I'm Are not you talking about I, me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've heard in the last ten months, you need to start acting more like an insurance agent. I mean, it kills me. And if they ever take the time to sit down and talk to me, they'll they'll quickly understand that I'm not trying to get rid of the human right. part of this business. Right. I'm trying to enhance it from our side. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to take the the parts of the business that realistically uh, the quote unquote human touch doesn't make it. Does it matter if Susie Q is entering data mm-hmm. or you know a computer right. somewhere that's automatically doing it? I want my people to do the highest dollar amount um, of hourly wage that they can do, meaning right. I shouldn't be entering quote data. Let's just right. be honest. Right. I mean, I do sometimes. I don't need to do that. So so my, my model is now a little different. I, I'm, I feel like I'm in a hybrid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't I'm, – I'm a horrible boss. I am the worst boss in the world. I will let someone stay on way, way too long mm-hmm. before I fire them because I'm too freaking nice. Right. Once I came to grips with the fact that I suck at being a boss, mm-hmm. I said, well, let's fix that. And I can fix that by eliminating some positions in the office. 
Yeah. So my agency setup right now is uh, you know, I have myself and a few other producers. Um, I have one main. He's a I'm gonna call him a CSR, but he's really our director of operations. I mm-hmm. love titles like that, don't you? Um, and he sort of handles all the back end stuff. I mean, I gave it to him and said, look. You run with it. You do the training, whatever. We, we have one VA who is customer-facing, and then we use uh, Marblebox uh, as a back-end processing. Um, of, you know, they, they, they do the quotes for the most part. They process the changes, blah, blah, blah. So that's sort of kind of the setup of the agency. And then and kind of direct me where you want to go with technology, and I'll, I'll, I'll drill down from there. Mm-hmm. So I want to touch on the older agents again. You know, what, how what have you do you combat that or do you just just sit back and let it be or you know because what what a lot of these guys I think don't realize is the agents before them thought the same thing about them. Yeah. Don't you agree? Well, I I totally agree and, and it's weird. I I was waiting for you guys today and so I, I pulled up a Bradley Flowers Instagram story and it was oh, I guess God. from last week or something. Um, and you were talking about how the you know carriers talking with data and blah 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 blah. Oh yeah. And to a certain extent, what you're talking about there and how the carriers need to change. Let's be honest. For the most part, most of them aren't going to until it's their dying breath. And I feel like that's how some of these quote unquote older agents yep. are. I mean, I, I can try to change their mind. I'm not going to until they come to me yep. and are, are and are in a position of wanting to open up. I mean, this just why waste your time? Yep. Well, the, the bottom line, and Bradley and I both speak about this when we go to to talk to different events and people at different state associations and in insurance, is and this is a saying that I have that Bradley cannot stand. But why can't both be true? Oh, I like that. I like it. Why yeah. can't why can't both be true? And so yeah. where where we are today with insurance and where we're headed in the future is what what we believe is going to end up being the case is. And if you're an older agent listening to this right now, listen closely. It's going to be the utilization of technology to enhance automation, to enhance that customer experience, to reach your current clients more often, to, 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 to reach out and touch them more often. And, and, and that's going to be one side of it. And then there's the recruiting side of bringing prospects in, in calling the agency through technology or, or sending you a, a potential quote. And then, and then, again, this goes back to why can't both be true. Instead of being just a completely digital agency where nobody ever talks to anybody, we're still going to have the opportunity to speak to those clients and build those relationships just like we, we did 10, 15 years ago, right? So it's kind of a why can't both be true type well, scenario. And, here, and here's the thing. On that note, you know, if you and we talked about this in Chattanooga, is if you want to be the agency that is the personal touch, mm-hmm. in, like super personal touch, mm-hmm. not not enhanced by technology, you're not using that technology, um, you're not going to adapt until you have to. That's the hill you're going to almost die on. Um, if you want to be the agency that everybody pays in cash and they come in and you require a wet signature or, or you go to them and take photos of the house, if you want to do that, that is absolutely great, and I don't think you will ever go out of business. Mm-hmm. But what you have to realize is that your target client is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Right. Because guess what? Guess who else said, this is the hill we're going to die on? Guess who else said, we're not going to change until we have to? Taxi companies, mm-hmm. Blockbuster, mm-hmm. these companies that technology is, right. co- we're not going to do that until we have to. Guess what Blockbuster was doing at the end? Blockbuster was scrambling trying to have an on-demand program. Right. So you've got you've just got to realize that, hey, look, I can still do it this way, mm-hmm. but my sample size, my target client, is it's slowly going well, the other and, way. And to that point, Bradley, and then, Jack, I'll bring you back into this conversation. If you're doing it the old way that you just talked about, it's going to be almost impossible to scale. Yeah, that's what, that's I, mean, what I mean. You're, yeah. you're, you're, you know, in terms of you think you're ever going to open up five, six agencies in different states doing that, you're, you're done. There's no way. You can sit in your little town of Red Bay, Alabama and do it, but there's just no way you can scale doing that. But, Jack, so, so – and, and, you know, and here's the thing. The agent that wants to be on that end of the spectrum, uh-huh. you don't have to well, – I'm not telling you to go build lemonade. Right. But – 
take some of these yeah. technologies and, and implement them in your agency. And what's going to happen is you're going to start seeing, oh, we made a little bit more money because right. Right. Sally wasn't entering the data. We had a VA doing it. Right. Or, or, hey, if you know we can send some automated emails to clients to remind them about some documents being signed rather than us following up on it. That saves us in the grand scheme of things in 365 days, that saves us a ton of time by slowly implementing these things. You're going to, you're going to improve your agency a ton. Absolutely. Thoughts, Jack. Yeah, guys, here's, here's the thing that, that I, I take away from that whole conversation. I think Scott, you're right. Unfortunately, where we live today in our political, whatever environment, things are way too black and white. Right. If you're not with me, you're against me. Right. And I think that there are, in the insurance business, you have the old school way of doing mm-hmm. things, and that's the only way to do it. You right. have the new, I'm completely digital, and right. you know, that's the only way. Right. Guys, we could all make money doing everything, right. but what kills me is the old school guys who will say, well, you know, people don't want to do business that way. Mm. You know, my clients don't want to do that. But they're out on Amazon. They don't want to right. come into my office and talk about insurance. That's crazy. <laughs> You know, so again, well, everybody can make money. We can all do a great thing. Let's just do what we do it and do it the best we can. And you know, Scott's going to roll his eyes when I say this because it'll be the third time he's heard me say it. I mentioned it in Chattanooga. I've not talked about this on the podcast, but I used the example of Amazon in our keynote this past weekend. Um, You know, I ordered some external monitors for my team. The reason I ordered it on Amazon is because I can do it and get it over with, and I don't have to sit there and search. And, and I could have found a lower price somewhere else, sure. but I click twice on Amazon, and I'm done. Right. Okay? I'm not telling you. So the example I gave, this is what Scott's going to roll his eyes out, is I used to get golf lessons from a guy named Ron Green. He was one of the top coaches in the country for golf. And when he would teach you how to do – do you play golf, Jack? Oh, yeah. When he would teach you how to do something – um, say swinging from the inside, right, to cause the ball to draw. When he would teach you how to do that, he would teach you how to do it too much. And he would say, if I can show you how to do it too much, you'll know what the right amount is. And so by me comparing your insurance agency to Amazon, I'm not telling you to go build the Amazon of insurance. I think that may be too far the other way. Right. I think Lemonade is a little bit too froggy. Right, right. But by, by, by looking at that, you can take away key things from that and then use that in your business. Yeah. This conversation we're having is a perfect segue into some of the questions I was about to ask you. Jack, I interrupted you. What were you about to say? No. I was just going to say, you know, Bradley said right there, and then uh, hopefully this will help you segue because I'll get off on a tangent, but Bradley said he ordered from Amazon because, you know, he just he could just do it. Right. But I, w- I would argue that it's, it's a little bit more than that. You order from Amazon, and I did this the other day. You order from Amazon because you know what to expect. Right. You know the process yes. that's going to come after that. Mm. You, you know, so so it, it's I ordered, I ordered some beard product, and <laughs> instead of going to the manufacturer site, I ordered it off Amazon because I knew what to expect in it getting here. Hey, Jack, you know so who our very first way. you know who our very first podcast sponsor was? Yeah, I remember that. A beard oil company. Yeah. And Bradley and I knew one had beards. <laughs> it was a beard oil company. <laughs> a buddy of mine owns uh, Thrice Beard Oil Company, and he exclusively sells on Amazon. And uh, so he was our first sponsor. He gave us some product. So There you go. So, Jack, I want to ask you a couple questions here. What are a couple, you know, technologies? Let's just go through them here and just give us a couple of pointers. So from the customer experience standpoint, Prospect calls the office, or you guys get a lead. You you quote it. You give them the Paula Dean and sweet tea. Your agent uses confidence in all the products that you have, and their ability, and their skill set, and their mindset to sell that product to that particular prospect. The policy is released more than likely through something like DocuSign or something like that. So now now we have a customer. Now we have a client. So what are a couple of things that your agency's doing right now after the sale to reach out and touch those those clients utilizing technology and automation? So so I'm going to back up one step there because okay. I think this it, it hinges it, I think where you're going right is actually it actually the groundwork is laid a little bit before that. Got gotcha. you. Got gotcha. you. So yeah Around January, we we brought uh, and had the the opportunity to bring Jared Bellman on. Mm-hmm. Um, so that amped up my need to to get sort of the 
the lead flow issues right. taken care of within our automation. Nobody outworks a bellman, man. <laughs> yeah, that's what he says. <laughs> I'll argue. I think a Wingate does. That's all right. I love Jared. Um, but what we what we did was we figured out that as a client walks through the sales process, mm-hmm. you're actually either helping or hurting your retention on the back end once they become a client. Mm-hmm. And how is that? It's because you need to set the right expectations throughout mm-hmm. the whole process. Mm-hmm. So we use a, a, a CRM um, called Infusionsoft. Mm-hmm. That's just a tool. You can use whatever you want to. But we found that to be really beneficial in helping us map out the customer journey from the time they're a lead all the way through the sales process. Mm-hmm. So, you know, our sales stages are, are broken down really good where we're communicating little tidbits of value the whole mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, once we, we've sold them, really, we, we don't ever sell them. They sell themselves because we, we presented all the value to them. So um, once, once they're in our pipeline, and let's say we'll just start right now because I just finished the sequencing within the last couple of weeks. Once, once they've won, now it's time to really, I think you have, I think the statistics say like 30 days to make, um, make a customer like a raving fan. Right, I hate that right, term. Right. But, yeah, yeah you have something like that. So, so we start reaching out to them after, after we've sold them with, hey, tell us what we can do better. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, we really like a review. And, and the hard part is with that is with having four locations mm-hmm. and spreading those reviews around Google, uh-huh. that gets a little challenging mm-hmm. to make sure everyone's getting the right ones. So that we've built autom- automations in there to where if someone's already done something for Henderson deals and the next time they get something, it's going to freaking Clemens mm-hmm. and blah, 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 blah. So what we've done, you know, from there, they come in. Now, all of a sudden, we're, we're touching them with lead warming. I don't, I'm not a fan of touching someone once a month. Uh, I think, you know, some people, I mean, who wants to get something about insurance once a freaking month? I don't. I don't. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of something that I've worked through in my mind. And wrong, right, wrong, or indifferent, that's just the way I'm going. But, right. you know, they get into our lead flow uh, for renewal processes. But right. during that time, we are touching them with automated uh, touches through Infusionsoft based upon what they have with us mm-hmm. and then what they don't have with us. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not like, hey, you don't have auto home and um, umbrella. You have auto home but not umbrella. I'm just going to start talking to you. You need an umbrella. No, mm-hmm. you start trying to give them some – you want them to make the decision that, hey, man, I might need an umbrella mm-hmm. by giving them some content, whatever mm-hmm. that might be. Mm-hmm. Um down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say this, that our retention over the last year has spiked up two points. What is your, what's is, your retention ratio right now? Our retention is at 89.6. Okay. I, I, you know, I, I would like it to be about 91 to 92. Mm-hmm. I think anything mm-hmm. over than that, you need to start firing clients. Mm-hmm. You got too many. Right. Um, but we have a lot of contractors in the commercial side. Mm-hmm. And some of those smaller guys, I mean, mm-hmm. goodness gracious, they're, yeah. they're in and out, and there's yeah. only so much you can like, do with that. So. I like that perspective. You know, I've heard some landlords, I've heard Grant Cardone say about his apartments that if if the vacancy rate is, let's see, less than 10%, he knows his rent's too low. Right. Right. You want it, yeah. you know what I mean? I, I, I've, and I've always thought about my agency like that. You know, if, if we're not, if we're our retention's too high, we might. We might not be as profitable as we could be. Well, and going back to your yeah. example, Jack, about, and I completely agree with you uh, on uh, re- touching people too much. The, the way I describe that to insurance agents is this. Have you ever been to a restaurant, a, re- a nice restaurant, sit-down meal with your wife, and you've had that perfect waiter or wait staff wait on you and they have that perfect blend of they come over to the table, they check on you just the right amount, but they're not over there every three seconds and getting on your damn nerves. That that's kind of the same mm-hmm. example that you and I are using here. We wanna we wanna touch people, but we don't want to touch them so much that they're just like, can y'all can y'all freaking leave me alone, please? And let me right. eat my dinner, please, please. Just let me eat no. my dinner, please. I think to that end. At- the onboarding is where we get it wrong most of the time. So uh-huh. what we've been focusing on recently is think about the questions, and this is a Marcus Sheridan deal almost. Mm-hmm. Think about the, the questions that you get asked all the time. What does the time suck in your, in your agency? Right. It's, you know, how do I make a payment? How do I get a certificate? Mm-hmm. You know, what happens at an audit? 
answer those questions up front. I mean, right. we, we like, especially for commercial clients, we have a, a certificate portal, if you will, and uh-huh. I'm, I'm actually building out a self-service portal on our site um, that we can direct people to. Because for the most part, people don't care how you change their car. Mm-hmm. They just want their car changed. Right, <laughs> yeah. right, right. Well, well, it goes back to the whole, I don't want to buy a drill. I'm buying a hole. Right. I'm yeah. buying what it yeah. can do. Right. That's right. You know? So you're you're developing a portal for certificates of insurance for commercial lines that clients can actually go in and do themselves? So the certificate actually has been there for – the certificate form and request has been there on our site for probably eight years. Okay. And, and, and originally – and you kind of look backwards and you think, man, I was doing something that probably you know people talk about now. But mm-hmm. back then, we used to get all sorts of requests for certificates. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, yeah, commercial contractors, contractors you get a lot yeah, of certificates. Right. So, but and if you've ever done it, you know that when the contractor calls you, they never have the right information, right? Ever, you know. So what we started doing back then is we said, look, we're, we built a form on our site. You can go there, and it's going to give us all the information. And then we went a step further and said, look, here's the order of which we'll get to it. You can fill out the form online, and it'll and it'll go to the team, and it, the first person gets it. Or you can email certificate at all choice, and that'll you know that's the second best way. Mm-hmm. Third way, you can email your agent. That may or may not happen because he's out and about. Right. Or you can call. That's the worst way. Right. And you train your clients over time. And now, I mean, if I look at my form submissions, by far certificate requests. I mean, I'm in the thousands of certificate requests, you know, from our site. <laughs> but think about the time that that's that saves my team. They don't have to be on the phone with someone getting information. Mm-hmm. The guy going, Oh crap, I forgot this part. Right, yeah. So right. that's that simple little step. And I'll tell anyway, if you've got a website and you have to do certificates, call me. I'll tell you it, it, the form's easy to build. Mm-hmm. I'll give it to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the form, I want to make sure I understand this though. The form is literally, they're filling out the form online that provide that that gives you guys the necessary information to do the COI, or are they doing it themselves? Yes. No, I, I know that there are platforms that you can do your own COIs. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm right. sure that there's some there's good stuff in that, but ours literally just gives us all the information for us to go in and gotcha. and create a COI. Yeah, I like that a lot. I'm probably going to get that from you. By the way, I'm probably going to try to get that. I need that in my agency. We we have a lot of. Uh, we do a lot of COIs in my agency too. We need to figure out a way, which you've already done, to uh, you know expedite that, make it a little easier for our, our account managers to to get those things out. So I like that a lot. So so the policy's been sold. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, you know clients on board. What do you do after the fact to reach out and touch them? I know some people. I think even Bradley has a campaign that gets set up when they're sold a policy and it kind of, it pops them, you know, two, three, four, five, six times over a 30, 40 yeah. day period. We're slowly layering that on. The big one now is we do a lot of lender referrals for yeah. homes and kind of one of the things we do that the lenders like is we don't try to sell them anything else before uh-huh. they close. Right. Even if they ask us to quote it, we'll say, we'll quote it, but we're not going to fool with that until after you close. Our right. goal is to get you to close and table. And uh, so what we do is we have a text that goes out 30 days after we write a home policy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, hey, we're just touching base, letting you know, you know, we can quote your car insurance now. Mm-hmm. It'll get you a discount kind of thing. Right. Okay. Jack, what are you guys doing on your end? So uh, with, with regards to like referral partners, we, we have a whole – our automation system has a whole – a very in-depth way of handling referral partners mm-hmm. and reaching out to the clients. I mean, if we get a referral from, from someone, we, we log in the closing date and we, let's say we, we're, we're getting the business and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go the opposite of Bradley. I'm taking it all when we're doing it. I right. now date, I don't X date. That's just me personally. Right. I'm going to forget. But, um, when it goes in, we actually have a closing sequence for that date where we start automatically reaching out. We get all the all the players, loan officer, closing attorney, real estate agent, and it's going to start sending them out. So like I think it starts at five days beforehand. Hey, are you going to close on XYZ house? Hey, is it still this date on day three? A day after, hey, did you close on this? And then day seven, did we get a daggum check? Right. I, that, that doesn't go out to the people. But I'm telling you right there, think about in your office how many times you go – did that thing close? Right. So is that did going it, to the lender or the client? 
I send it to the I send it to the lender, to the real estate agent, and the closing attorney because I get all that information. Right. And it's automatic. Like I'm not I'm not personally sending it. Infusionsoft is mm-hmm. sending it. It's yeah. a triggered campaign. Right. I like that. Um, which which is something that no one else is doing. Not that it's anything special. But I'm trying to show that value versus how much money I can spend to sponsor your next stupid event. Now, is each text the Maybe same? Each message the same? Is I guess I'm saying, is it obvious that it's five a, days? A, yes, kind of. It's yes. Basically, they're the same. I might change a few words. Each of them has their own spot in the sequence. But yeah, it's yeah. the messaging. The content, honestly, when people are going to get blown away when they start thinking about automation because the well, what kind of content did I put? Not of consequence. Right. Really is not. Get something there. Um, and then just let it do the work. So, I try to, yeah. I try to that, approach that, it with a goal. I try to approach it with a goal that it's not and this this may be right or wrong, I don't know. This is my my preference of anything that's automated, I want the person on the other end to be sup- to have to be super savvy to realize mm-hmm. that it's automated. You know what I mean? Right, right. I try to oh, yeah. I try oh, to change I, it I up just that. enough, you mm-hmm. know. Oh yeah, I use emojis in, in the in the subject lines. That's awesome. Yeah, automatic. So <laughs> you, you you mentioned something earlier, uh, or I may have read this somewhere. I'm not sure that you're using a client facing uh, VA as well. Uh, tell yeah. tell us a little bit about that. That's another way to kind of automate your agency utilizing technology to help everybody out a little bit. Yeah. So um, we use, and again, I I think the tool that you use is of of no consequence. You know, they're, they're just tools. Right. But um, you know, Wesley Anderson has agency VA. Um, we use one VA from him. Mm-hmm. And she's actually, she's actually, she's from the Philippines. So she's actually, I mean, she'll take our phone calls mm-hmm. when they come in, which is honestly, I didn't know how much of a godsend that would be. Uh-huh. Just keeping people off of me and the rest of us. Right. Yeah. I mean, taking, oh, you want to make a payment? Oh, yeah, here, we can make that payment. You know, it's, it's an odd thing, but so we use agency, agency VA for that. Um, could I get it cheaper if I went and found my own VA? I'm sure I could, mm-hmm. but for me, it's not about the money. Right. It's more about the, um, I, mean, I can see everything she does in a day on her screen. That's mm-hmm. pretty freaking cool. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? And again, I know that there are other people out there. Was it uh, Priestman? I think Andy, he, yeah. he sponsors y'all. I mean, I'm sure that there's just, just as good. It, it doesn't matter. Pick pick what you're comfortable with. I, I yeah, agree with you so, though on going through the company and paying a little bit more. You know, I had a, yeah. a, a buddy that did one direct, and he fired her, and she ended up stealing his credit card information and all this stuff. Like, you know, trying to steal logins and everything. Yeah, I mean that's 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 why to me it's worth the extra money to to have those things in place. Yeah. And, and I would suggest anyone talk to talk to Wes, talk to Andy, talk to whomever. Do your research on that. It's right. yeah. it, the small things. I mean, think about this. The other day, um, last week, I was quote unquote taking off. I needed some time away, which meant I just basically worked from the house um, a little bit. But you know, I had people that were calling, and it was so freeing for me to be able to send a Slack message mm-hmm. um, over to Lane, who is the front facing VA, and said, "Hey, this person just." sent me a freaking text on my cell phone, which I hate. Mm-hmm. Will you please call her and schedule an appointment for me for next week? Right. Dude, how freedom, how freeing is that? Mm-hmm. That I don't have to do that. It's just, mm-hmm. it's a game changer as far as I'm concerned. So, so if you are, let me ask you a, a, a pretty straightforward question here. How many yes. full-time agents and account managers and just, just people do you have in, in your agency yeah. there? What, what are we looking at? All right, so there's myself. Uh-huh. Uh, I have a business partner, um, Mike Reese, who is Mike's old. Mike's much older than I am, mm-hmm. uh, and I swear, from a technology standpoint, he's older than my mom, who's 80 years old. Right. But he's one heck of a salesperson. Right. Um, so him, I've got Jared up in Hendersonville. Uh, we've got an ex Allstate guy who's been with me for about eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, he just kind of does his own thing. Mm-hmm. So that was at Ford in production. Mm-hmm. Then we have AJ, who is my godsend of a, a director of operations. Mm-hmm. That's all of the, let's just call it the American people that I have. Right, right. Um, then I have one one front-facing VA, and then, like I said, I use Marblebox. I don't know how many people they assigned to me on Marblebox, uh-huh. but that's that's for back-end process. That's, who I, that's, that's our makeup. Got you. 
And so, but then again, I've always run lean though because I'm a tight one. Right. So your four producers that you've got, do they find themselves getting bogged down with service work and things like that? You know, and obviously, the longer they work there, the more business they produce. None. And and how? I mean, when I say when I when I say none, I mean like of course, if some if your client calls you and says, well, well, how about this? We'll just we'll run into this one then. So you ask about what what we do from a customer facing standpoint. Uh Let's say Scott Howell's a client. You call me, I'm your agent, and say, hey, Jack, you know, I need to change a car. Right. All right, great, Scott. First of all, I'm going to say, hey, why don't you call the office next time? Um, <laughs> so along those lines in a nice way. Um, but, you know, we're going to take that data, meaning you're going to tell me, hey, I bought this car, traded this out. I'm going to pull up on my website, and you can probably find it if you look hard enough. There's a We have a service form, and I'm going to enter the information, and it's going to go out and it's going to create a ticket in fresh desk. Now here's what, here's what's going to happen. Scott Howell is going to get a text message as soon as I enter that that says, Hey Scott, we got your request. We're working on this. If you hadn't heard from us within 48 hours, please give us a call. Great. Is that soft? Um, uh, right now I run that. It's a gravity form off of our website, which triggers a fresh desk ticket. Um, before the end of the year, I'll move all that over into Infusionsoft but just because it'll make it a little cleaner. Though, where does it? Who, what? The text. The text is triggered through a zap, um, and I use ZipWhip right now as my texting platform. Um, and, and I'll tell anybody whatever you want to know as far as what I use. I just don't think it's of consequence. Right. right, um, right. So that triggers Marblebox to go make the change. As soon as they finish the change, they um, they close the ticket. Uh-huh. And Scott gets a text that says, hey, Scott, congrats, man. We finished your you know, change on policy, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, everything's done. But there's one more thing we need you to do, Scott. And there's a little, a little, hot, a little uh, hyperlink right there. Mm-hmm. And Scott's going to click that, and it's going to take him to a page on our site that says, hey, how did we do? Did we do good, yes or no? He's going to click the yes, and it's going to take him straight to a Google review. That's awesome, man. And, and, and that right there is how we've, I mean, gosh, we've gone crazy on reviews. And it, most of it is through the endorsement process. So I know the answer to this. What happens if they say you didn't do great? Hey, they, there's an email that comes straight to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, but, and, and, now, and here's, here's the funny thing about that, though, guys, is that sometimes it is easier if AJ just went and made the change himself versus running it through the system. Right. But here's what we found. When he doesn't and he just does the change, the customer is now – used to getting a text message right. that says we got your request and then a, a text message that says that they that the request has been done so we'll have people call and say hey did you get that is mm-hmm. it done well trust the process man <laughs> well and two you know we, we use a similar system in our management system we'll you know if somebody calls in for a, and, and I, I used this example in a keynote recently uh somebody comes in and says you know i need to change a mortgagee clause well our team member goes in that client's account, creates a service request. Mm-hmm. That information then goes to the VA. The VA goes in on the carrier site, changes the mortgagee clause, gets the new deck page, sends it back, goes into now certs, closes the service ticket, and we do the e- we do automated emails instead of text messages for that. And somebody asked me the question, why don't just the, why don't the producer just do the do the change request? And I said, well, I said one. I said, you know, a mortgagee change is probably the easiest thing we're going to deal with. You know, one, it's good to just get in the habit and have that, but also for tracking purposes too. It, I can I can well, go it, in and, and at the end of the day pull up every service request that came in. Right. And it allows me to track yeah. everything from a 30,000-foot view. And if I see those service requests ticking up, I, okay, we need to add another service person, you know. Right. Well, and here's the other thing. We can go back to our beginning of our conversation. You decided to order from Amazon because – it was easy and you knew what to expect. The problem with people is that we don't do things generally the same way every time. And if, if Henry Ford, you know, can build an assembly line and produce all these vehicles, there's something to having a consistent process. And I think that customers now not only, you know, want that, but they almost require that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Jack, before we let you go, talk about, your fear for the industry regarding new young agents and older agents. I'm now just now seeing where you emailed that to me. Here's the thing. I think we, we've all seen this. We've talked about how there, there are three, to me, different types of agents. There's old school guys. There's the young, I'm just going to be digital. And then there's the in-between. 
I think that what I've seen in being in these groups and listening to people like you guys, you know, Jason Cass, Hanley when he was around, I see all these boards where these young guys will go out and spend all kinds of money on technology and Facebook leads and you name it. I'm going to throw the dollar bills at it. But at the end of the day, you gotta you got to scale that back and just go sell something. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's like we're looking for a magic bullet. There ain't no magic bullet, man. You go out and you work. And when I hear people say, well, you know, we need to work on my business and not in my business, that's bull crap. You work, you work in your business during the day, and then when you go home after you eat and you put your kids to bed, you work on your business yeah. until you make enough money to where you can pay people to do the other things. Right. So young guys, man, don't get wrapped up in all of the shiny objects. Just yeah. go work. I agree it's with easy. That. Oh, listen. The old school job. <laughs> yeah. When you start with that zero point zero in the old premium, you know, on premium, there is nothing in this world that matters more than that sale. You you exactly. you are you are building you are building that, and you know until you get up to a point to where you know. You, you can hire other people and you can utilize some of this technology, some of which costs money, right? I mean, mm-hmm. nobody's giving you a VA for free, more than likely. Mm-hmm. Nobody's, you know, some of these automated programs that you use, if, you don't, if you're not careful, you'll look mm-hmm. up, you'll be spending four or $5,000 a month on different types mm-hmm. of automation that you're using in your, in your agency. So, Nothing happens. Oh, yeah. Nothing happens until a sale is made. And, and the way I describe it to all of my agents, and I've done this for a long time, been doing it since 2010. Imagine that you have an, a huge Ferris wheel, and that Ferris wheel, as you look on it, represents every prospect that you're talking about right now. Now, 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 when that Ferris wheel stops at the bottom, somebody's going to get off that Ferris wheel. They're either going to buy insurance from you. Or they're going to sell you on why you don't. They don't need insurance from you, but somebody's getting mm-hmm. off that Ferris wheel. Yep. And if you're a young agent and you look up at your Ferris wheel and nobody's on it, yep. you got a big damn problem because you got to keep butts in those seats on that Ferris wheel at all times. And when 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 you look up at that Ferris wheel, and let me tell you, here's a little secret for people: when you look at the Ferris wheel and there's nobody in the seats. That usually tells me that the month before, either something happened in your life and you weren't able to get out and beat the streets and, and, and you know, however you get leads, get them in. But you've got a big problem when there yep. ain't nobody on the Ferris wheel. Well, and, and to Jack's point, too, what I want to say is everybody knows I'm big on automation. Everybody knows I'm big on technology. I'm always going to be looking for the most advanced technology to help us in our agency. But don't confuse – and this is not me defending myself at all. This is me contributing to Jack's point. Don't look at that as, oh, shiny object, oh, shiny object, because mm-hmm. Bradley Flowers, when I started my agency in March and, even, and, and now – it, we I cut back because I was running an agency before and using a lot of these technologies. I cut back only to the stuff that I needed. Right, right. I didn't I didn't go out and I didn't have you know all these different vendors and all this you know mm. without naming any names. I don't want to offend everybody, but the ones that are popping in your heads now. I didn't go and buy all this extra stuff. Now what are we going to do? We're going to slowly layer it on as we go. Mm. But in the beginning and now I'm still in the beginning. We we're just using what we need right you right. know but it's back it goes back to what i say about efficiency being efficient is not the goal mm-hmm. the the process of being willing to try to be efficient is mm-hmm. that's where the magic is it's not let's just you know being efficient is not a destination it's it's the journey kind of thing without right. trying to sound corny no, you know no, it's I, I get it's, that. it's the yeah. willingness to do it right. and that's that's where you know i'm not I'm not ever going to be content in the technology that we're using, but at the same time, I'm willing to scale it back to help the bottom line. But, and to your Ferris wheel point, you know, the worst part about making a sale is you just lost your best prospect. He just got off the Ferris wheel. He just got, so now there's 45, 50 seats on the Ferris wheel. There's one that's empty and here it goes, headed back up to the top without anybody on it. So you got to throw somebody on there. Well, Jack, thank you so much, man. I appreciate you being on the podcast today. I got to close this thing out. I really, really, really appreciate you being on here today and sharing with us today, man. We always love getting guys like you on here. 
Guys, it's been my pleasure. And my only my only regret is that I did not get a, hey, guys, take your pencil out and write this shit down. <laughs> I mean, dang. Well, I couldn't even get one of those. You said so much that, I, well, <laughs> hey, if it helps your feelings any, I sat here and took notes for your entire podcast yeah. today. So I, I, I should have said that if I didn't, and I apologize. But I really appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate you. I think I did early on, though, tell everybody they needed to pull over on the side of the road, didn't I? Was that his podcast? I think I, think I, think I did. So. No. So, that must have been the one. Right. You guys missed 8% Nation. The, the Landon would say something, and Scott would yell at the crowd, write that shit down. Write, write that down. shit down. Write, write it down. down. <laughs> like, looking at him, like, write it down. Yeah, they got a little – yeah, they weren't real thrilled about that, I don't think. But I really appreciate you being on here, guys. Guys, listen to me. We've talked about a lot of things today. I always say, why can't both be true? But your responsibility as an agency owner today and every day that you're in your office is to move the ball one foot forward. Take some of what Jack said today, write this down, take it, take it to heart, and try some of this stuff. You know, whether you use it or not, just try it and see if some of the automation that he and Bradley discussed today doesn't help your efficiency within your agency. Uh, and and continue to try to push the ball one foot forward every day. That That's my advice. I hope that you'll take it to heart. I, we love all of you. And as I always say, rewards come from action, not discussion. Get your ass out from behind that desk today and stop doing the paperwork shuffle and looking at scorecards and looking at bonus opportunities. Get out there, build relationships, call on people, Keep those asses on the Ferris wheel. Keep those butts in the seats and and sell insurance like your damn hair is on fire. Make money for your family, for your wife, for your husband, for your kids, for your mom and dad that are struggling and need help. Make money for them. Write good business for the agencies that you represent and write good business for the companies that you represent. Bradley Flowers, I love you. Thanks, Scott. Jack. Thanks, Jack. I love you too, brother. Thank you, guys. Hey. Love you guys. Yes, sir. Hey, guys, you are listening to the Insurance Guys podcast, and we'll be back real soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at iprotectins at gmail.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, Go to bradleyflowersinsurance.com or email him at bradley at sarahlandinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to being with you again real soon on the next episode of the Insurance Guys. Take care.